and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes prestigious and popular streaming series. Yay! I'm your host, Jonathan Cologne, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. And House of the Dragon co-host, Pamela Cologne. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, Pam. Yes, we are here to talk about House of the Dragon. Yeah. Episode two, The Rogue Prince. Oh, he's been rogue. He's gone rogue. He was already rogue, but whatever. He's gone even (laughs) more rogue. Oh. Yes, we are talking about episode two, The Rogue Prince, referring obviously to Prince Damon. Yeah. Who is doing some dastardly stuff stuff this episode. Dastardly Damon stuff. So a brief plot description. About six months have passed since episode one. So now the queen has been gone for six months. And Prince Damon has gone rogue and seized Dragonstone, which is the ancestral home of the Targaryens. Yeah. And Princess Rhaenyra is supposed to be the princess of Dragonstone. Yup. But she ain't in Dragonstone. She ain't in Dragonstone. No. She's at the Red Keep. Yeah, she has to uh, fill those cups with wine. Yeah, despite the fact that she's the king's heir and the crown princess of the Seven Kingdoms, she still has to be the so cupbearer ridiculous. at the small council meetings. Last episode, the king was like, we've been doing everything all wrong with raising you because now I see you're the heir. So now she's going back to doing the same thing. Yes, and she's barely spoken to her father in six months' time. Yeah. So he's clearly not (laughs) training her up to be the new leader of the realm. She keeps getting sent out of the room. Yeah. Um, So the crab keeper, is that what they're calling him? I think so, kind of. Crab people. This group of pirates that are from the free cities of Essos, I believe, the other continent. They were mentioned in the last episode as having gained power and influence in the realm, and they appear to be just cranking it up to 11. Yeah. We see that they have they're crabbing it up out they're there. crabbing it up they are feeding the navy to the crabs <laughs> quite gruesome the episode opened with that yes Just people being eaten by crabs it was crazy it was gross it was a gross but awesome shot so I might uh, say. lord corliss who you remember as the awesome dude that has the white dreadlocks yeah is not happy about this because you know he's i think they call it master of ships or something like that mm. everybody on the small council is master of something master of yeah. coin master of master of disguise, disguise. <laughs> no nobody's in disguise Master anyway so none. lord corliss is not happy about this yeah he feels like everybody's gonna try to take over and the king's rule is yeah. weak and everybody thinks it's really bad that the king hasn't done anything to retake dragonstone he's kind of just letting Damon do his own thing yeah no one really approves of that and the pressure is on for king viserys to take a new wife yeah they I want mean, him to find a bride yes and his best option is a 12 year old girl girl yes and a young 12 i might add I, I, if you had said she was eight i would, yeah, have believed, I would it. believe it yeah me too yeah so yeah, lord corliss who is married as you may recall to princess rainis who is the older cousin of king viserys that yeah. he was chosen over her when the old king died because they did not mm-hmm. want a woman to be queen yeah so she's married to lord corliss they want king viserys to marry their daughter so the two families will be joined forever and it will strengthen everything and apparently that's going to fix everybody's problems 
problems. Yay. The only thing is, fortunately, King Viserys is not a pedophile. Yeah. He clearly does not find <laughs> this arrangement, even though they're like, oh, well, you know, you won't actually do anything with this girl until she's 14, mm-hmm. which still is super icky, considering he's like 50, obviously. Yeah. yeah but he is not at all <laughs> enamored with this idea. Yeah, he wants nothing like, to do with it. I mean, say what you want about this king. I very much appreciate how opposed he is to marrying 12-year-olds. Yeah, and he doesn't really want to get married at all. No. He's only considering it because they're forcing this on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the whole thing is honestly to make his thing with Allison seem less creepy, which, yeah. you know, it works yeah, for me. it kind of works. It was yeah. like last episode, I was just like, oh, please don't have sex with Allison. Please do not do that. Now I'm just like, yeah, yeah, go for Allison. Allison's fine. Please do not marry the 12-year-old girl who looks like an 8-year-old. Yeah. So Allison has continued her visits to the king's chambers. It does not appear that they're doing anything sexual together, but they clearly are having the kind of talks and emotional connection that he should be having with Rhaenyra. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, don't tell her. And Allison, as you may recall from last episode, is Rhaenyra's best friend. Yep. And so when Awkward. they announce at the end of the episode that he's going to marry her best friend, she's very justifiably pissed. Yes. And of course, for no reason, Allison is also in the room at that time, even though she's never been she's in that never room in before. She's never in the small council. She's no. never been in the small council before. So I don't know why she was there then. Yeah. I and- think because the king told her to go. In there. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But the bottom line was the reason why they want him to remarry is because all those men didn't want a woman on the throne. Yep. Yeah. And the line they keep pushing is, oh, it'll be strengthened if you have more children. Mm. But Princess Rhaenys, she's very sincere in her statement that these men are never going to let you be on the Iron Throne. Yeah. She's like, I don't want the king to have more children either. But the reason they're pushing this so hard is because they couldn't overrule him when he made you heir. But if he marries again and has a male child, that male child will be be the king yeah once the king dies there's no way you're going to be on the throne Mm -hmm. and obviously she speaks from experience yeah because it's exactly what happened to her but yeah let's talk about rhaenyra yeah rhaenyra gets on her dragon yeah she goes and she confronts daemon and she is a total badass at it gotta say Mm -hmm. she saves the day she's very smart those men were about ready to kill each other and she swoops in and she's like oh don't disturb the dragon he's very protective of me i really liked her in this episode yeah she was great She's clearly still mourning over the loss of her mother. She's trying really hard to connect with her father, and he's trying to connect with her, but they just can't meet in the middle somehow. It's just misconnections left, right, and center. And every time they start to talk, they either get interrupted or... He shuts her down. He shuts her down, too. And I don't know. He seems to be confounded by her intelligence. I think he's intimidated by it. A little bit, as he should be. So Princess Rhaenyra wants to take the dragons to Dragonstone and be like, hey, bitch, get out of our castle. But the king of course, and the small council won't hear of it. So when Prince Damon sneaks into the dragon's keep and steals a dragon's egg, which he says he's taking for his own heir that's about to be born, because he's marrying the prostitute from the flesh house that we saw from last episode. Yeah. Sneaks in, steals the egg, and it turns out that the egg he stole was the egg that they put in the cradle for Prince Balon, the baby that died in the yeah. last episode. So Rhaenyra is pissed because she's the one who chose that egg for her brother. 
So when Otto and all his buddies go off to Dragonstone to confront Damon, she shows up on her dragon, puts a stop to it, and Damon gives her the egg back. Yep. They, like everybody that. was about to like start cutting each other's throats, and it was probably going to be a lot of bloodshed. And she just steps up and was like, "Hey, give me the egg back," and he doesn't. Yeah. And she offered a solution about the crab problem. Yeah, she did. She said, "Would have worked." Send the dragons. Send in the dragons. Yep. And Y'all that have dragons. Just and, use them. And Corliss is not only in charge of the Navy, but that's a lot of his own personal money that's invested in there. Yeah. That's his own yeah. business. So he would be ruined financially as well as looking bad amongst the other countries because they're weak. Right. Yeah. But a dragon, go in there and you could have a crab fest. Oh, yes. yeah. You could have a crab fry. Roasted mm-hmm. crabs. Yes. Yeah, right welcome, there on the beach. Welcome Eat them all. to House of the Dragon Red Lobster style. Yes. R- lobster yes. fest. That would be crab delicious. Are those special people eating crabs? What do crabs eat? I mean, they're bottom feeders. They seem like crabs and there also seem to be crab people because the people are crab people also. They have weird faces. They're wearing masks. I think they're wearing masks. To cover their sores. Yeah, but I feel there's something going on there. They have a specific species thing going on. Mm. You know, they have like orcs and stuff in this show. There are different species. Maybe it's like a mutant. Yeah. We have to find out more, but we do see the crab keeper or the crab feeder or whatever he's called i think it might be a woman actually could be it's kind of hard to tell but yeah i could could see that being could be the physicality of a woman and of course you have a masked person that no one knows their identity probably it will turn out to be a woman because that's how most of these stories end up being yeah and the show is already about the woman anyways so i could see that happening then it could be woman against woman yeah dragon against crab yeah dragon speaking of speaking of open sores the king cut his hand on the iron throne last episode and in the six months since that finger has started to die he should he has gangrene in his finger so they put his hand in a bunch of maggots and he does like an entire scene with his hand in a bowl of maggots and yeah it was disgusting Ooh. yeah they still do that though you know they use maggots again yeah that is a but thing. to me it's, it's just another sign that he should not be on the throne in the no, first place i mean he's going to be dying like fairly the throne soon. itself is going to kill him yeah i'm gonna say this right now he will be dead before the season's over oh yeah for sure every storyline is about what happened happens after he dies yeah. you know so he better freaking die because i'm not that enamored with him yeah i mean he's a nice guy he's nice enough but also he kind of sucks yeah kind of yeah well he's got dead flesh all over him now he is rotting from the outside in yes he is hooray but now he's gonna get married to Yay. allison and boy did sir otto sure look pleased with himself about that didn't he yeah well he did a lot of hard work there by saying a sentence to his daughter every night mm. yeah he was grooming yeah. her. He was um, definitely grooming her. Uh, it's creepy again. It is. Every time I'm over it, I'm not over it. It's still weird. It's still very weird. Y'all should marry grown women out there. Public service announcement. Yeah. Who there, are there must be some adult women. Their, yeah, of their own free will. Take that as you will. Yeah. So we're going to have conflict now between Alicent and Rhaenyra. Yeah. And it looks like next episode, Rhaenyra is going to be going off the rail. 
details a little bit. Mm. It looks like the king and Allison are going to have a child together. Yeah. And that child is probably going to be a boy. And then there's going to be drama. Yeah. It's all going downhill, but yep. it looks like it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And Corliss has now formed some sort of an alliance with yeah. Damon. And, and that and can't and be that, good. That no. cannot be and good. No. Don't forget that Damon turns out lied about his whore being pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah, was very yeah. upset that he lied she about that. She was very upset. And I thought he was going to stab her for a second in that one scene because he like, is talking to her and just pulls out a dagger. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa there. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> what is this guy's deal? We still don't know. We need like a deep he's psychological like, profile. Yeah, of this he's man. like the Lucius Malfoy of Game of Thrones. He's just an agent of chaos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. He's is a he an edgelord. I don't know if that's correct. No. But I guess he's kind of edgelordy, sure. He's living on the edge. Yeah, he's not living in the middle, that's for sure. No. Yeah. He makes very strong choices, unlike the king, who yeah. seems to spend his entire reign avoiding doing anything. Except building his little fake castle yeah. thing. His, yeah. his tribute to old Valeria. Oh, oh old and they name dropped another dragon that's missing. Ooh. We're going to see that dragon. Dragons. Vagar, dragon I think, was her name. Another lady dragon. Ooh, lady dragons. We love our lady dragons. We're excited about lady dragons. We love lady dragons on this channel. Old Valeria had a hundred and some dragons. Yep, Valyria. Yeah. Valyria. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lots of dragons. And so many dragons. What else happened in this episode that um, we want to talk about? The night guy became oh, part of the Colton. Royal. Yeah, Colton. Is it Colton? Sir Col- 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 it, Col- That sounds correct. Son- the, it's Colton. The, the night guy from the tournament who was like super cute, swoony guy. Is, uh, the one from Dorne. He's seen actual yeah. combat. Oh, yeah. The other thing is that part of their sweeping Rhaenyra under the rug is they pull her out of the small council meeting to go pick who's going to be the new like king's personal, guard uh-huh, because guard. her personal guard from last episode her bodyguard has been promoted to the head of the king's guard yeah so they have to pick a new person and of course Rhaenyra picks the cute guy because otherwise he's not going to be on the show anymore yeah but also she totally passes over all of the people that are important in the court yeah you know that are part of important families because she wants someone who's fought in actual combat to guard her father yes pretty good choice yeah so once again Rhaenyra is demonstrating that she doesn't care about tradition that much. She doesn't care about the societal norms. She doesn't care. Politics. She's not into politics. She's not into the politics. No. She just is like, well, this is the easiest solution. Let's just do it. Yeah. She is results oriented. She is. Which I appreciate that. Yeah. She's like my dear husband. She's like, okay, there's an issue. Let's pick the quickest, most economical, efficient solution and let's do it. Which, of course, flies in the face of everything that the small council wants to do. Yep. Because the men are dumb. They are men dumb. Men are dumb. Yeah. So who knows if Princess Rhaenys would have been a better queen? She certainly is lurking around corners a lot in this episode. Yeah. And she gets that pretty good speech, although she brings up the whole, your father is to be wed sooner rather than later thing again after it had already been said like 30 times in the episode. And I was like, okay, do we have to say the same sentence exactly? Or like, can we change up the dialogue just a touch there? But otherwise, it was a pretty good speech. Yeah. That she gave. 
Danger for Rhaenyra is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I fear she is going to meet a tragic end someday because it doesn't appear that anyone is on her side at all. Yeah. Or maybe she'll rise as a demon or something. I don't know their show like that well. Like a daemon? I don't know their show that well, so I don't know what's possible, but maybe she'll become like an evil witch or something. I don't know. Are there witches? There's probably not There are witches. witches. There are witches. There are witches. Well, there were witches in Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, yeah. there we go. Maybe she'll be a witch. Yeah, that red witch with the necklace. Maybe. When she took it off, she turned old. Oh, maybe that's her. Maybe. But yeah, it seems like Damon is actually the only person in her life who really supports her at all. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. He's the only one that's who gives crazy. her encouragement. He encourages her more independent instincts. He's not telling yeah. her, sit down, shut up, don't talk. You're never going to amount to anything, which everybody is constantly appearing to tell her. And yeah. now her best friend is gone. So yeah. she has really nobody. Well, she was shady anyway, because she spent the last six months meeting with the father in secret and never told her about it? Well, she was doing what her father told her to do. That is very big betrayal. Shade. Yeah. Big shade. She was working it. Yeah. Yeah. No diggity. But at least, did she back uh, it up? She did not back it up. <laughs> no, no. But at, at least, least the king's not marrying a 12-year-old. Yeah, uh, at least God. her stepmother won't be younger than her. Yeah, right. that'll be great. Now she'll just be the same the age. The same age. Her, which, once again, the well, show Well, obviously what needs to happen so that's now that's better than nothing. Is Rhaenyra needs to turn around and marry Allison's father. Yeah. So she could be like, hey, turnabout is fair play, bitch. Game of Thrones dad swap. Oh my God. <laughs> that is horrifying. It's terrifying. Yes, it is. Where are the other adult women in this universe? Oof. We need some They're more just adult women. All the only adult well, women are, are in the whorehouse. Yeah, there were, there were three. The mother died though, so we're down to two and one of them's the whore from the whorehouse. Yeah, so we've got Rhaenyra, who's actually not an adult. She's only 15, yeah. I believe. And Rhaenys, who has young children, but looks 60. Yup. She's got a very like Helen Mirren vibe. Yeah. I think if this had been made 10 years ago, Helen Mirren would have definitely played this role. Yeah, she reminds me of Helen Mirren. She's when super I Helen Mirren. She's like Helen Mirren's baby sister. And then you've got the horror, who's pissed. Yes. I wonder what we're going to see from her, because she's pretty pissed. Yeah, maybe she becomes the king. Maybe she kills Damon someday. Ooh, that Maybe would she'll be slit fun. his throat in the middle of the night. Yeah. But she's not going to have his baby. Maybe she becomes a crab person. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe she, next maybe episode she they will go be to, eaten by the crabs. Yeah, maybe next episode they like go meet the crab people and she's like, you know what? I like these crab people. I'm going with them. And yep. then she goes off and crabs around, I guess. I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what's gonna happen. That's my prediction. But yeah, this was a good one. It was good. It was compelling. Only, in the scope of this show, it is very much a transition-y, exposition-y episode. Yeah. But it's still good because there's still a lot going on in it. The yeah. reveal of Rhaenyra's dragon coming up from under the clouds when yeah, they were so good. at Dragonstone. That was super cool. So yeah, I good. thought that was going to be the lost dragon. That's what I thought too. I was like, ooh, he got control of yeah. that missing dragon. And he's going to have two dragons and now they're going to really yeah. eat shit. But what if it was no. Raya, the last dragon? Oh no, we don't want that. Okay. Never mind then. What if it was Moana? Well, she was then on her you better boat. make way, make way. <laughs> she stole the heart of Tafiti. Oh. Oh, let's not get too far off track. Oh, I'm okay. having a good time though. House of the Dragon is what we're talking about. Oh, what? What is that? So what did you think of this episode, Max? It was good. I liked it. It was a bit of a transition episode, but I, I was digging it. There's still a lot going on. All that stuff I said before. I think it's really good. What about you, Pam? <laughs> what did you think of this episode specifically? I thought it started a little slow i have to admit did start quite a bit slow didn't quite have me in the beginning 
Right. But yeah, after that, it picked up very much. Mm -hmm. And I'm really enjoying the choices Rhaenyra Rhaenyra is making, even though, like you said, now she's an island to herself, nobody to support her. Mm-hmm. No. And it's known in Game of Thrones that Targaryens, Targaryens are known for going crazy. Oh, good. So, Go off, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's because they keep marrying each other or what. Probably but has something to do with it. That's a trait of their family. Mm. It runs deep. Well, we have a new segment we're going to do going forward in these episodes, and it's called... <laughs> <laughs> it's called Pam <laughs> Knocks the Headphones Off of Her Face from Laughter. <laughs> Maybe I should live commentate this. Um, So Pam has knocked the headphones from her head. She is confused about the orientation of the uh, ear muffs. She can't quite figure it out. They have to be pointing both inward towards your head. You did it. You got it. You got the right and the left mixed up, but it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're doing amazing. Oh, oh my. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. We're going to introduce a new segment to these recaps. We're going to call it Pam's Fan Service okay. because Pam is our <laughs> Game of Thrones aficionado of the three of us. She knows the most about it. So every episode, you're going to tell us if you notice any Easter eggs or trivia or any callbacks to anything that happens in Game of Thrones. Well, the one thing that I did kind of notice is I think they did refer to one of the Targaryens as going crazy, one of the older ones, but I'm not that clear about it. (laughs) But they are known for having crazy people in their family. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else? Yeah. That's it for now. I have to do more research. (laughs) Keep your ears to the ground. It was two years ago when I watched it and there was a lot going on in, in my life at that time so I didn't take notes uh, so I do have to refresh I'm not going to watch the whole thing again of course but I do have to refresh my memory on certain aspects of the story great that concludes our segment on Pam's fan service where you learned some deep insights on the landscape of Pam's life when she was watching Game of Thrones yeah anyways while Jonathan's dying I do have a very quick correction from the first episode the king's sword is black fire not dark sister dark sister is the sword that damon is using oh so he does because the yeah. prostitute said that you're the wielder of dark sister yeah so that's what damon was using in the tournament when he when lost <laughs> that he lost and then black fire is what the king was using on the iron throne okay, thanks that's, Max. that's good to know yeah that's why i had it remember i said there was something about there was two swords yeah they're both they're both valerian steel they're both very nice swords i didn't read that much into it but i looked it up well thank you for that thank you fan service moment max thank you i'm so glad if you have any more game of thrones questions i will at the very least make something up for it there we go yeah all right so maybe we'll find out more about the dark sister in future episodes Uh, that doesn't sound great but that's what it's called right yes okay i didn't make that up (laughs) it just sounds so hateful when you say it oh well everything i say (laughs) sounds hateful it's your resting bitch voice i suppose (laughs) (laughs) and we have to see what happens with her necklace is that gonna come into anything yeah she still has it on Mm -hmm. she's still wearing it what's gonna happen in that chamber with all the candles in it well that's like like, a it's like a church is it gonna burn down i think it gets blown up in game of thrones season six oh i don't know i don't remember that part okay well thanks pam for all of your great game of thrones (laughs) knowledge um yes i can say with reasonable amount of surety if that's even a word <laughs> you're 
doing great, babe. I'm doing fantastic. I can say with a reasonable amount of authority that the Great Sept we got to see in this episode, the Great Sept is like their church. Yeah. And Cersei Lannister blows it up with a bunch of people in it in Game of Thrones. And then, of course, we also get to see the Red Keep, which gets destroyed at the end of Game of Thrones. Mm. And Dragonstone, which a couple of different people control over the course of Game of Thrones. That's where Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen fell in love. Aww. Before uh, they realized that they oh. were aunt and nephew. <laughs> yeah, it's a real Star Wars moment right there. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was more interested in the scene from a props perspective because y'all know I'm a props guy from last episode at the very least. That's quite a candle setup. They would have to have lit different candles at different times and let them burn for a few hours. Yeah, but I appreciate seeing that stuff be done practically. Yeah, that seems beautifully shot. The, yeah. the angles that they used where you see like just the vastness of this chamber, but it's still like very intimate and small. It was very beautifully done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and they're all flickering, but not blowing out. It's amazing. Yeah, those candle flames are wildly big. When I first saw them, I was like, how did they get candles that wild? But I bet that is what would happen if you put that many candles together. If there's that much heat, the flames collectively would get that crazy. Right, because they're like reaching for the oxygen, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know freaking science, but it sounds right to me. So, thank you. Wow, should yeah. we end this episode? Uh, maybe we should never end it. Maybe we should oh, keep yeah. talking forever. But for today, I think we're going to call it. We enjoyed this episode. We hope those of you listening enjoyed it and hope you enjoyed Pam's new segment. We're going to keep it. <laughs> we're keeping it in. We're going to force it. her to like actually do some research for the next one. And hopefully she'll be able to keep her headphones on. Sounds good to me. But now I pass it off to you, Max. All right. That's our show. On behalf of my co-hosts and myself, I would like to thank our listeners for joining us each and every week. Thank you for liking, subscribing, downloading, and leaving those five-star reviews. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at whatdoyoumeanyouvneverseen at gmail.com, or you can check the description of this episode for all of our good links to our social media and our website, and that email address that's super long is also down there. We love engaging with our fans, so please send us an email, DM, or tweet. Goodbye for now. Goodbye, Jonathan. Goodbye. Goodbye, Pam. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Talk to you soon. This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Colon and Max Abelman. Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Colon, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.